Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Hey, welcome to the show, guys. Today, we've got Dan Krizanowski with us. He's an active real estate investor and fundraiser. <laughs> We're going to talk today about, uh, excuse me, about access to capital that a lot of people I've been surprised over the years don't know they have access to, right? And this is retirement funds via self-directed IRAs or 401ks. Um, so Dan is a senior advisor uh, at Rocket Dollar. We're going to kind of dive into all of that. Um, he also does a lot of his own investing in self-storage, uh, industrial, luxury mega homes, lots of cool stuff. He's raised millions of dollars from family offices and individuals over the years and um, lots of great stuff to share. So without further ado, Dan, welcome. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful, Devin. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for jumping on. So we connected, uh, we've kind of got some, some mutual connections here in the, in the Texas world and tech and things like that. But um, it's interesting, probably 20% of our capital from investors is, is through an IRA. And then a lot of conversations we have investors, they don't even realize this is an option. So I would like to, um, for those listeners that, that aren't in your world or familiar with you, how did you, what was the genesis of you getting started in real estate and ultimately uh, kind of joining forces with, with Rocket Dollar? What was the genesis of that? Yeah, I mean, from a you know high level, I, I grew up in the Northeast and was all big company, one of which was GE Capital. So we had the benefit of being in the, the CRE side, uh, one claim to fame, our Mexico business to not lose any money in 2008, one of the few in the world that did not do that. Outstanding. And, uh, you know, here in Central Texas in Austin, the cargo ports. So think of where UPS and FedEx flies into and dries out of. These were the types of uh, properties that we would look at. So this was my introduction to real estate and in a way niche real estate. And, uh, you know, like many folks that work big corporate, you have this sizable 401k sitting in some target date fund. It's kind of set and forget it. You probably have a lot in cash. And fast forward, um, probably about a decade ago now, I was co-best man in a wedding and, you know, just shooting the stuff with the other co-best man. And uh, so what do you do? He says, I flip houses. I'm like, interesting. Um, you know, what does it taste? It's 15%. I was like, wow, that's very interesting. Right. And then he said the magic word that I know you've been sharing with your audience is, uh, so did you know you can use your retirement dollars for this? And this was the, you know, mind blowing experience for me. Uh, but I said, wow, you know, I, I'm sitting in the fidelity target date, you know, 2100 fund or whatever it is way, way out there. You know, I'm kind of a very tangible guy. I like to invest where, you know, my boots are, where I walk. And uh, for me, this was just, it checked all the boxes. Um, so lo and behold, I opened up an SDI array. We can talk more on that in a moment. And uh, a majority of my retirement dollars has gone to private real estate since. Yeah, there it is. There's a light bulb moment for you. Clear as, clear as day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so how did you go about once you converted the account you go, wow, okay, I've got some access to capital that I thought I wasn't going to touch for a couple of decades or whatever. Um, how did you go about starting to vet um, investments? Because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that these have to be, they can't be your own deals um, where, you know, you can't take 150 K out of your IRA and go flip a house for yourself. It's gotta be mm -hmm. arm's length. I think is the, the name of it. It's gotta be kind of through the efforts of another sponsor. So correct me if I'm missing anything there, but you know, you gotta go find other people's deals to invest in, right? How did you go to find, how did you begin that journey? Yeah. So two points. I mean, you're, you're spot on and, 
the best way account you know you heard you need it for surgery your kid breaks his or her arm you can use a stem card and the nice thing about an hsa the irs tells you what you cannot do um so no life insurance uh in the ira world no life insurance no collectibles and not yourself or your linear family so with that as a baseline uh, i like to say you know who do i trust and not just my money but you know if i were to ask my widowed mother you know uh, my old uncle who knows nothing about finance and recommend this to them, I really want to know the person and know the asset and, right. you know, some relatively basic finance terms, like is a loan to value as conservatives as 50% or 60%? Um, is the demand so recession resistant, like a self storage where, you know, worst case, you put in round numbers here, 100K, you're going to have an 8% dividend in perpetuity. You know, so I, I look for things that are very relative to you know, your bucket of money, which for frankly, most people is cash or a bond fund or a stock mutual fund. Right. Got it. So uh, yeah, that's good. It's, it's good to understand some parameters for folks that are getting into passive investing, you know, leverage, real simple parameter there, right? Yeah. Um, we, we talk about and, and we talk about uh, folks that we kind of coach in this world that, you know, there's, there's kind of a sweet spot on average annualized return. You know, if it gets below yeah. 12 on a project, it's probably a little thin. If, if you see something over 20 in a, in a pro forma, you're going, did they miss something or are they just lying or being just incredibly optimistic? Yeah. Well, we could, we have and seen, you know, plenty of projects beat a 20% average annualized return. Uh, if you see it projected on the front end, you know, you, you, the sponsor's mm -hmm. probably not being conservative enough. So there's some things that people can learn relatively quickly, just kind of quick gut check parameters, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I think the biggest thing too, what's great about a self-directed account uh, is you can choose where the money's going. So I, I give the analogy, if you're, you know, with a stock or with a stock fund, you're basically putting your money to Wall Street or one of these big shops. You really can't knock on the door of Apple to say, hey guys, I have a suggestion for you or here's how you're doing. Right. You know, versus here in Central Texas, we might say, you know, this I-35 corridor, anything in San Marcos is great. And I can even drive a half hour and look at it. Um, I should know who I'm actually going to be investing money with and probably some past investors. So you really get that true feel of, um, of tangibility and locality. Uh, and that said, you, of course, can invest across the country or frankly, across the world with your self-directed dollars. But, you know, I'd say for folks that come in initially and what we've seen initially at Rocket Dollar, you know, generally somebody will move 100000 over to a very local real estate uh, opportunity. Right. There's just that degree of comfort there. And there's, it's funny. We, I thought that degree of comfort would be a bigger factor years ago getting started. I thought everybody was going to want to drive by the property or take a tour. And I would always offer that. And um, nobody really takes me up on it, but the fact that they could uh, is <laughs> a security blanket, right? Or the maybe, you know, some, some investors do drive by properties maybe on their commute since we kind of invest pretty much locally, uh, uh, pretty much exclusively locally. It's, there's a comfort level there. You can kind of yep. see, oh, hey, there's some buildings going up or a new Starbucks mm -hmm. went in. These are, you know, yeah. not exhaustive uh, demographic uh, <laughs> research here, but you could see it and feel it. And um, there's, there's a comfort level, comfort level there for sure. Um, so the, the, there's multiple, you know, kind of platforms. Once people are, have that light bulb moment, they go, wow, I can access some capital that's, uh, that I didn't think I could access for these type of investments. And now you got to kind of choose a platform to move to. Um, 
tell us a little bit about the Rocket Dollar platform and and what was the what was the genesis of that company and kind of mm-hmm. the kind of the mission and and what you know what what space is is that company serving in this in this uh, arena here? Yeah, so I mean, brief history on self directed accounts. Uh, you know, the, you look like a young, handsome guy, as am I. So they've been around longer than us. You know, since the early seventies and. Uh, but, you know, it's amazing. It hasn't been, as I said, a country club cool because, you know, it's kind of like going to the DMV or asking your parents for allowance when you know they're finally going to give it to you. But you have to go through the dog and pony every yeah. time just to get it. Right. Uh, so with that kind of as a backdrop, it, it really was, um, you know, outside of, I'd say, an asset under management kind of a hedge fund like pricing model, a per transaction charge. Um, this third-party paperwork you had to fill out just for their sake, not because it benefited you as an investor, not because it benefited, you know, Devin, you as a sponsor. So with all that friction, we'll call it in the background, you know, the premise of Rocket was imagine if we could strip away all this friction and then really put the dollars back in the investor's hands. So, you know, outside of our health, time and money are our two biggest assets. So, from the investor side, we want to make this as easy as you would invest with your piggy bank checking account. So, you know, you want to set up a checking account these days, it's five minutes. You e-sign a few things, done. Uh, you have access to your money. You can wire something in a heartbeat, uh, ACH it, et cetera. And you're not being charged. So Rocket Dollar's mission was, here's a flat price, simple monthly fee, no per transaction, no asset under management. And so you as an investor has full access to your money 24-7 to invest in what you want, when you want, whether you're coming to us with, hey, I have 10 grand that I want to throw in some startup or, you know, I have half a million that I want to put in, you know, DJE's next deal in in San Antonio. Uh, This is the optionality that we gave you here. For the sponsors of the world, what's frustrating, I'm sure you have this, you know, your good buddies from a you know, college days, et cetera, are putting in the same amount in every deal. You know, round numbers again, 25K a quarter. It's ridiculous for your time and then the investor to be on the phone with a random third party, once again, just for sake of filling out their paper, as opposed to taking a check in and you being indifferent to if it came from the retirement dollars or the piggy bank checking account. So this is the big premise. And what we've seen over time, no surprises, most folks prefer the checking account model they prefer that there's no fine print below it. And then as you shared, most sponsors that just share this message get about 20% of their equity from self-directed dollars. And then the benefit with Rocket Dollars, you as a sponsor, you know, assuming even five checks a week, you're saving half a day of work right there and you're not stuck on the phone with a third party. Yeah, that's a that's a huge point too, that reducing the friction. Um, we love IRA money because it's capital that our investors, you know, it's this whole extra layer, you know, you got this mm-hmm. concentric circles so where the, the, the center is cash and that's the easiest mm-hmm. and people can sign a PPM and wire funds in and uh, repeat investors know the drill and, and, you know, it's, it's a cakewalk. And then the next kind of concentric circle is this IRA funds, which is a huge pool of capital, right? I mean, a lot of times, many, many times, um, rightly so, you know, an investor's capital pool of investable capital is, is, you know, cash should be kind of a smaller amount, right? I mean, you're not expecting to have 10x cash, what you have in your retirement account. So huge pool of capital, but definitely that friction, right? Um, And it's not, you know, it's not to the point where a sponsor is going to say, we're not taking IRA money, we're not dealing with that, but it does add up. (laughs) And if you've got (laughs) 
15 investors in a deal that are IRA. And then you've got, uh, you got some paperwork to push around. And, you know, I, I always tell people syndication is not insanely uh, complicated business model, but it can be death by a thousand paper cuts for sure. Right. When you're dealing with a large number of investors, just the admin side there gets complex, right? Yeah. And for an investor too, I mean, you want diversification. Uh, you know, as I, right. I referenced my buddy that flips houses, you know, a lot of the times at the end of the deal, he'll say, Hey, I have 5k left. I have 10k left. Do you want to get in? And with the advantage of a rocket dollar, I say, sure. You know, checks out the mail, boom, or, you know, even quicker with, with the wire ACH, you know, we have to consider, you know, do we really want to take that extra hour each for, you know, 10 grand times, six months times, you know, X percent right. collectively, it may not be worth their time. And then, you know, so a, then he has to talk to somebody else. And then I have these little chips that you don't want sitting in cash because you want to get that, you know, six to 12% return. Uh, and, you know, maybe you want to try out a different asset class. Uh, and, you know, that's the great thing also about a checkbook controlled self-directed account. You know, let's just use round numbers again. You put in 100K, you know, I'll pick on you, Devin, you know, one of your next deals, round numbers, the 10% dividend comes. You know, there's a lot of platforms out there from crowdfunding at 100 bucks to some other smaller platforms where you can ship in a grand, five grand, 10 grand to try out to dip your toe in the water with another asset class. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So what does the process look like? Somebody's going, okay, well, I've got, you know, whatever 300 K my IRA and that's more investable capital than, than I was planning having cash. Uh, my accounts at, you know, whatever, one of the big shops, what, what does the actual process look like for saying, Hey, I've got some assets now with a, with a, a traditional shop. I want to spin up an IRA and start looking at deals to get into what, what's the timeline and the process look like on that transition? Sure. I, I laughed a little bit because my guess is if somebody skipped to the call notes, we probably already had one or two people sign up our dollar because it literally is five minutes. It's a, you know, name, personal information, credit card, boom. And guess what? Congratulations. And, uh, you know, as I say, if you can spell it, you can get it. So I'm from Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll even share my personal code here as the sun comes up. Uh, D Krizanowski, D K R Y Z A N O W S K I. That is 12 letters. And that will get you $100 off a rocket dollar account, my friend. Awesome. Um, awesome. We're not going to leave it to people to remember to spell that. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> D Krizanowski, it'll go in there. Um, and I guess that's just like a promo code, W box to punch that in. Or how does that work? Yeah, just personal promo coding. You'll see that. And, uh, you know, it really is that easy. And what we do see is a. Uh, you know, some folks that really say, okay, I'm going to reallocate. And you're, you know, mm -hmm. our, our investor here is 300,000. Let's just say, you know, putting a hundred into the next DJE deal. And he says, you know what? I remember I, my dad told me back in the day to open a Roth account. And I forgot about it. And it's sitting there and it's been in, it's been in CDs of all things. And I put an eight grand and somehow it trickled up to 10 K, right. you know, over the last 20 years. <laughs> and, you know, you right. always had that urge for that startup or that restaurant or that bar, you know, you just say like, this is the next Facebook, obviously do your diligence, but you also have that benefit to open a second account. Uh, you know, we'll do a separate profile to keep the books clean and everything. But once again, it's just another five minutes and going through and everything is all, it's all um, e-signed. There's no paperwork involved at this point. Love and then once you're signed up, you have a dashboard. So you can look at your marks and then as a courtesy, if you're over 250,000, there's a certain form that has to be filled out. So there's a lot of also patent pending uh, technology that is behind the rocket dollar platform uh, that literally we talk about some of the huge names out there where, you know, in relatively short time, 
you know, ideally you're just clicking a button and things are moving. So that's what I think the investor wants and his demands. And, you know, the big guys are literally sitting, sitting on trillions. That's what the T uh, so they're going to do right by their investors. And, you know, we do see, you mentioned the large numbers before, um, you know, going back to my Philly reference, this is like Rocky Balboa. This is huge. Like in self-directed IRAs alone, which once again, I call this your old 401k, it's 10 trillion with a T. You know, it's the only number that stands up to our national debt and our, our stimulus payments now. Incredible. Behind that, it's your, I'll call it your current job 401k or folks in the military, your active TSP. You know, some estimates have that another 20 trillion. And then for all of our self-employed friends, so our 1099 realtors or people, you know, even do some gig economy on the side, that money, and we won't go into detail here, but it's called the solo 401k, also known as the individual 401k. You can contribute up to 56,000 a year That's incredible. times two if you're, if you're married. So as most folks, you know, for better or worse, are becoming self-employed, embracing the 1099, you know, realize there's actually a lot of goodness once your business is up and going, you can contribute, you know, three times as much as your W2 friend. I love it. I've got a couple of questions for you. So uh, 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 the IRA please. contribution max, um, I think it's kind of like 5,000 range, right? On an annual basis. If you're, if you're kind of a W2 employee, do I, do I have that right? Yeah. So if any, any, uh, you know, Joe Jane America, regardless of your income limit, can contribute to a traditional IRA. So traditional means um, pre-tax, meaning you will pay money on the back end. Uh, a Roth IRA does have income limits. So if you're over a certain threshold, you cannot contribute to an IRA. Uh, from an IRA, it's 6000 and then add $1,000 if you're over 50 years old. Uh, the solo 401k, similar to your W-2 friends, you still can tax defer out of your salary, the 19,000, but you can also then take a percentage of your gross earnings, uh, you know, call 20%. So, you know, round numbers, once again, you make 100K as a 1099 realtor, you could be putting away 39,000, uh, you know, in this calendar year. So, you know, what we've seen at Rocket Dollar, the fourth quarter, I, I would say one thing with the solo 401k, uh, the thing to be aware of is you need to open the account in the calendar year to benefit, meaning, uh, you would have to open a solo 401k in the fourth quarter to benefit from the 2020 tax year. You can't come back in January. Whereas with an IRA, you can wait till you know February, March to open for the 2020 tax year when you're doing your normal taxes due to contributions. Good, good distinction. I appreciate the clarification. I've got a question for you. This, this is, may or may not be for myself, but you know, if you <laughs> if you are a W-2 employee, but you have another entity that 1099s you, can can you? qualify for a solo 401k under under that or if you're w-2 employed forget it it's it's out how does that work no dynamite question uh the answer is yes so what you cannot do you cannot double dip so you know here in central texas i'll assume everybody works at dell you work at dell you max out at your nineteen thousand. that salary deferral portion you cannot do in the solo 401k let's take a similar example you're at dell you W-2, you're at $10,000, the remaining 9,000 you can do out of your solo 401k. And then in addition, call it the profit share portion of 20% times the net earnings. Got it. Got it. That's a, that's an important distinction. The, 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 the max contributions on the solo 401k are, are, are mind blowing, right? I mean, it's, it, it is. And it, you know, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, huge respect for folks that are self-employed or the husband wife thing. Uh, 
you know, another caveat, just realize you cannot have a W-2 employee under you to qualify for this program. Right. Uh, but, you know, right off the bat, I mean, realize a husband wife team, once again, no W-2s, they say if you're over 50 years old, I mean, you're putting in, you know, close to 50,000 a year right off the bat before you even think of the profit share. So right. um, it's a really good, you know, in some ways, I don't want to say a catch up, but, you know, for folks that it does take a few years to be established being on your own this is a really good time to take advantage of, you know, all your hard work and then set aside uh, for retirement going forward. And, you know, with the CARES Act, there's other, um, you know, benefits for adoption, uh, some childcare expenses right here. And then if from going back to school, it also classifies as apprenticeship now, which I think is great. So not just, and I won't go into deep detail because, you know, if somebody's listening to this on repeat in 2021, things may change a little bit, sure. probably for the better though, but I would say, uh, you know, do a quick Google search on what the CARES Act have provided. Outstanding. I want to dig in a little bit, Dan, on your, you know, your personal investment philosophy. Mm-hmm. You've done, you know, self-storage, last mile industrial, luxury mega homes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to just pick your brain a little bit on kind of asset class preference, um, and how you, you know, how you personally kind of see these assets now and, and in over the next couple of years and your, your mm-hmm. preference around that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of unconsciously thought of my portfolio as a, you know, the term 21st century diversification. So not just, I call it the boring shades of gray, the stock bond 60, 40, a real pretty pie chart. And then in terms of, you know, where my cash is at, I'm more like a bell curve, meaning on you know, one side, there's a little cash and there's things I want to replace cash with. And then on the other side, there's some real estate tech and fintech startups I'm in. And, you know, it's probably going to be a 10x or a zero. And I, I recognize right. that. And right. then in the middle is you get the, you know, I like to say the, the slow and steady, safe, underwritten, conservative assets. So let's start right at the meat. Uh, you know, right in the middle, something like self-storage I love. And, you know, once again, why storage for me? Well, I was with uh, Sparefoot. They were the hotels.com self-storage and I got to meet all the CXOs in the space, become really comfortable with the industry, with the players. And then folks that I got to know and trust as they went on their own, I invest with them. Uh, coincidentally, secondary tertiary markets in Texas, I can do the drive-by, as you mentioned, you know, at, you know, three in the afternoon, I can mystery right. shop, go boots on the ground in advance of an investment. Uh, just hyper transparency. So for me, that's been great because whether you're in something like storage or multifamily, I, I always say as an investor, especially, you know, COVID aside, but obviously you have to consider COVID, you know, I could, I call it the A share and the B share. So the A share is the dividend paying, probably cut quarterly or maybe monthly. And the B share is some equity play on the back end. And, you know, ever there's an extent where you get both with your one check, that's huge. That's right. it. If you also have the option to put, you know, 25 paying the A share, that pays the 10 prep, 25 paying the B share, that's just the back end that's a pretty good thing you want to think about also. So, you know, self-storage, multifamily, you know, that portion is in there. And, you know, these folks, they do underwrite conservative, you know, the 18 to low 20s, but we are seeing, you know, exits and such in the mid 20s, which is fantastic uh, from an IRR perspective. I won't go deep into the whole startup world and everything. As I said, you know, um, and I've done some harebrained things like comedy tours, so (laughs) great way to, to lose some money. Uh, but ultimately, what I, I really think here, it's, you know, from a founder's perspective, do you support the founder? Do you support the cause? Right. And if it's a bar, bar restaurant, as we get back to going, I like to think, you know, do they have um, 
you know, a room that you can use when you host 10 people for lunch instead of paying somebody for office space. So look for some of the other side benefits. So, you know, flip side is we talk a lot about the cash and a lot of folks have cash and you may not realize that you left your employer, you know, liquidated, you're sitting on 30K more in cash from your 401K. You forgot about it. And cash nowadays is literally at 0%, maybe 1%, 2% of the bond fund. So I look at something, I love something like last mile industrial. And what I mean by that is think of somebody that makes a widget that goes into that sold to the Department of Defense. You know, you have a very stable buyer. You have a cash rich product around a 10 year lease. They might put 10, 20 million refurbishments. This is a very solid tenant. And then you look at a retail side of industrial, think of something like a floor and decor. You know, they never closed down during COVID. Amazon, knock on wood at the moment, is not delivering 100 pounds of tile to your front door. So right. this is a very um, solid place. And this is, as we have to call, I think Forbes quoted or one of the high-level publications, a bond wrapped in real estate. Mm-hmm. So this is where, I think, you know, you get your 7%, but it's cut monthly and people love the monthly checks. But then you're sharing on the back end, you know, up to 50% on the profit split, which is just dynamite. And you're getting your money back in five years. So why do I like this? Um, you know, one, you want to do something with your cash. Two, it's it's a solid time frame, five years. It's not too short. It's not too far. And then for some folks, you know, taking off my IRA hat, just going to cash, you may have two kids in middle school and say, you know, I, I might get tempted and go to Vegas with this $50,000. Right. Let me just put it to the side here, knowing that it'll be, you know, 60, 70K in five years. Uh And that's, I think, the way that, you know, is is a wise way to look at a portfolio. And, you know, trust me, I mean, sitting in cash at 1% doesn't do much versus, you know, even 7 or 10%. That's a huge delta. So I think in, you know, thinking bell curve in this side here, you really, really want to consider it. Um, So those are the two things that I'm most bullish on. And, you know, finally, in terms of, you know, corporate social responsibility, nonprofits, a lot of them are tying into different multifamily. And I'm not talking like section eight, you know, there's different things and, you know, whether it ties into solar, uh, natural gardens out back, single mother communities. And, you know, these also pay that, um, you know, anywhere from six to 10%, very favorable. And you're doing a whole lot of good. And once again, you can do this with your, your little slice of your $10 trillion in the IRA money. Love it. That's a, that's a great overview of some of those asset classes. Thank you. Uh, kind of an unfair question, but let's, let's uh, open up your crystal ball here. You know, we're in this incredibly <laughs> low interest rate environment here. Tw- uh, late 2020, COVID was a curveball for all of us. What do you see on the horizon for the next couple of, couple of years here? Um, and I'll hold you to it, you know. I'll, I'll absolutely hold you to um, your predictions here. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the Californians to stop moving here. It's yeah. too many California plates and driving up the residential. But um, okay. no, I mean, it, yeah, I, I guess two ways, you know, niche real estate, I'll take the easy answer first, uh, is still going to be around. Uh, why, you know, storage, I'll, I'll pick on for a moment. Um, people are downsizing either because, you, you know, you're stuck in your house. You don't want to look at your junk all day. Um, or it's just a natural cycle of life, or because of a layoff, et cetera, you're, you have to have your mortgage payment or your you know, rent payment. Uh, but you want it to look nice around the holidays, so to get your Christmas, Christmas Hanukkah tree, take it out of storage. Uh, storage isn't going anywhere. So for me, I'm very bullish um, and realize four out of five, 40,000 out of 50,000 storage units in the country are owned by mom and pops, grandma, grandpa, grandpas that wow. want to get out. 
Wow. So, you know, if you're, if you're a true servant, le servant leader and you play nice, like look at the folks like Pinnacle Storage, and, you know, based out of Haiti, you're going to have those kind of warm relationships and you're going to do right on all parties. And it's going to be good for the investor, good for the grandma, grandpa selling, mom, pop selling. It's going to be good for also the tenants that are in there. So I think storage is good. We talked on industrial, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to have to be somewhere to put goods and service or put goods. Um, right. You know, some of these other sort of warehouse buildings, I think with uh, that makes you feel like you have a little more space and frankly, just parking. I think the big thing is going to say people are going to be like, you know, if I can park and not worry about downtown parking or a parking lot, especially in the next year or two post COVID, I think people are going to like that. So, you know, these kind of like 1980s build one story, one to three story office, you know, almost like exec suites. I actually think people are, uh, you know, one spouse is going to tell the other one, I think it's time for you to get out of the house. And I think they're going to nod accordingly and everybody's going to be happy. So those are three asset classes. I, I really like, um, you know, that such as even, you know, Rust Belt retail with like a Walgreens as a, a cornerstone tenant. I like that a, a lot. Um, you know, in terms of location, I mean, you know, sadly, we see the fires out west. I just think it's, it's a push of more folks leaving the coast and everything. So, right. you know, Texas is going think, to, I think it was in Boise. It's really, um, you know, where the locals are pushing back because Californians are coming with so much real equity on the residential side that I wonder in certain pockets of Texas if we're going to see that. But, uh, you know, we have a lot of land out here and uh, Wi-Fi tends to work. So um, <laughs> I, I think Texas is a good population boom. I think owning land is great. I think we talked about the San Marcos corridor. Um, I still think it's going to be beneficial to be a half hour drive in, into an airport. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind. Um, you know, I think that's for any city across the country. Yeah, that's great feedback. Thank you for, for that. Um, well, this is great. I appreciate you sharing your journey, Dan, your investment philosophy, the Rocket Dollar platform. Um, we're going to link to that. It was $100 off. Is that right? Yeah, $100 so what, off. Is it just rocketdollar.com and then, and then they could punch in the code? I want to make sure we link to this in the show notes. Is there any other way, you know, any other info you want us to, to make sure to share with folks as far as, uh, you know, contact info or anything like that? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm big on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is great. Just reach out to me. Uh, great. You know, of course, reference the podcast and, uh, you know, love to chat, have a one-on-one -on -one and, uh, you know, rock and roll from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate yeah. it. And I think uh, the audience is going to get some good, uh, good nuggets out of this. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Awesome. Jeff. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening to the DJE podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.